Never Say Die, it's Session Zero. From the silver screen to the GM screen, Never Say Die looks at movies and asks, what can it teach me to improve my gaming experience? What is Never Say Die? Gamers, have you ever watched a movie and thought, how can I recreate that film experience in a role-playing game? Well, every month, we're going to try and help you do just that. But first, introductions are in order. First off, my co-host, let's hear it. Hey, everybody. This is Rafe Telsch. Uh, cinema critic for many years, podcaster, uh, and now co-host of this wonderful machine moving forward. Hey, Rafe, quick question for you. Yeah. Is there such a thing as doing too many podcasts? Yes, there is. (laughs) But I haven't found the cap yet. (laughs) Is there such a thing as editing too many podcasts? Oh, that's, yeah, one podcast is too many for my taste. But, you know, we we do what we have to do. (laughs) Uh, More importantly, you do what you have to do because you volunteer to edit this one. (laughs) I should probably introduce myself. I'm Drew Meyer. Uh, I'm a children's librarian and a game designer. Uh, I have been doing this role-playing thing for, well, a really, really really long time and i gotta say i'm really excited to uh take it to the next level and by next level i mean doing a podcast (laughs) so i want to address something you said in the intro there about watching a movie and thinking how can i recreate that film experience in an rpg because when i was growing up i had a friend who i played a lot of games with and he literally would recreate the plot of movies that I had not seen in a gaming session. So he would, I mean, like he would just rip the entire plot and like key lines of dialogue and that kind of stuff. And so when I'm, I'm going through it and I'm like, Hey, this is a great adventure. And then later I'd see the movie and be like, you jerk, you just copy that. That's not what you're talking about with this podcast, right? We're taking, we're talking ideas. Absolutely. Absolutely. Let's, let's actually go a little bit, a little bit more of the logistics of what we're trying to do here. Um, cause this is our session zero. This is our teaser. This is our promo. This is our introduction to this podcast. Uh, but what's going to happen is each month, one of us is going to nominate a movie to discuss. And of course, unless we have a guest in which they will decide and we are going to watch the movie. We are going to then review the movie like you would on a movie review podcast, something that you know a lot about. Uh, And then the second half of it is that we are going to take a look at that movie and figure out what sort of lessons we can take from it. Thematic lessons, narrative lessons, uh, logistical gaming lessons to enhance our role-playing experience. And by enhance our role-playing experience, I think what we really mean is enhance your role-playing experience. Because just like you, I used to watch movies and go, hmm, I really want to do this. I think the first game I ever designed that I I can think of was one based on Time Bandits. Oh, I wish I'd gotten to play that. (laughs) Right? I made a whole map. I made uh, all sorts of really cool stuff. Um, You know, everyone played rogues in one form or another. You had to play one of the little people. Uh, If you haven't watched Time Bandits, great film but not one we're probably going to be covering for quite some time on this podcast. But it really did make me want to go further. It's sort of like fan fiction, if fan fiction was gamified. Right, and you know I ran uh, a session with you when we were much younger that was inspired heavily by uh, Labyrinth, Wizard of Oz, and Alice in Wonderland combined. So I'm no no stranger to that. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. That was a great one. That was... was I still one of the most memorable gaming experiences I had, especially from really early on where I realized that you could go beyond what, say, a Redbox Dungeons & Dragons 
set. And 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 keep in mind, we are going to be talking about a wide variety of games on this podcast, D&D included. So for those of you who are just familiar with Dungeons & Dragons, we're going to have something for you. But uh, for those of you who are looking for something, a different kind of gaming experience, we are going to do our best to make sure that we kind of ex- uh, explore and expand on those ideas. Uh, really, how can we play the spirit of the movie that we're discussing is really the important part. Uh, you know, you should be able to listen to the podcast, get some of your own ideas, take some of our ideas, please. We're giving to me, we're throwing them at you over the pod waves, and then take it from there. I think that's what we're going to do. Sounds fun, right? That it is. Now, we are starting in a specific genre of film, which does kind of lend itself immediately to one role-playing game. Uh, but we are going to uh, expand those ideas to more than just that role-playing game, right? Oh, absolutely. I, do you want to tell them what that genre is? Uh, yes, I, I'm very excited. This is actually was the kind of the birth of this, and then we decided we were narrowing our scope uh, a little too far. But we are going to start with Kids on Bikes movies, uh, because we have been playing in an excellent Kids on Bikes campaign. If you're not familiar with the role-playing game, it's a very easy rule system to learn. It's an easy read as far as just becoming familiar with the game world itself. So we're going to start in kids on bikes, especially as a genre, but we're not going to limit ourselves to just kids on bikes, the role-playing game. We will take those ideas and we'll go, okay, well, what can I borrow from this that maybe I can use in a D&D session or I can use in a, uh, I don't know that we'll go as far as Vampire the Masquerade, but who knows? <laughs> oh, I think I have at least one movie suggestion that could be very handily uh, put in a Vampire the Masquerade session. But we'll, we'll, we'll save on that one for a little bit. But you're absolutely <laughs> right. I mean, you know, I think before we go into detail about the aspects of what systems we could use, Rafe, let's talk a little bit more about what a Kids on Bikes movie is. Sure. Uh, for those who may not be familiar, I think this is a kind of a slippery subgenre to kind of hold down because Kids on Bikes could be applied to a lot of different genres but there's certain things that if I were to say kids on bikes movie, what's the first movie that pops into your head? Well, there, there, I've gotten some black for this opinion, having voiced it over a movie that I did on my movie podcast. But the first one that comes to my mind is the Goonies. You know what? First one that comes to my mind is absolutely the Goonies. Now, what did you get the uh, flack for? Well, because I made the mistake of saying that Goonies was responsible for the kids on bikes genre. And immediately, you know, all the people came out of the woodwork saying, well, what about E.T.? And technically, yes, E.T. was probably the film responsible for the kids on bikes genre. But when you're talking about a group of kids, which is part of what I consider to be kind of the criteria of kids on bikes, you know, the kids are part of it. E.T., is primarily about one kid with some peripheral kids, whereas Goonies is about a group of friends. So I I argue still that Goonies is like the ultimate kids on bikes movie, uh, but other people, of course, want to give credit to other movies. And I know you and I have talked about other movies as well that may or may not have come out before Goonies. And the, 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 we, I, I think as we talk about what is a kids on bikes movie, one of the things that you should remember dear listener is, is that not even drew and I agree on what necessarily <laughs> is a kids on bikes movie. There are movies that I have pitched that drew has said, no, that's not a kids on bikes movie. And there's movies that he's pitched that I'm like, what are you talking about? So, right. right. And I think actually that makes for a good conversation too. Yeah. So, all right, this is a, this is a session zero. So a lot of this is about throwing out what our expectations are. So if we, you and I are going to sit down and we're going to talk about kids on bikes movies, well, let's just brainstorm that. Like, what is it that we have that we that counts as kids on bikes? You've already mentioned kids. 
Yes. That, and I agree. And I, I'm wholeheartedly 100% behind you that I don't want to say a true kids on bikes movie. Certainly the kids on kind of kids on bikes movies that you and I are going to talk about are ones that involve more than one kid because while solo gaming experiences are super fun and sometimes you just have to do that, I much prefer having a group together. And so if we've got a kids with an S, that for me is definitely going to be uh, a priority as far as the film was we're talking about. What else? What else have we got on kids on bikes? What has to be on there? Well, I think the other obvious answer would be bikes, because it is kids on bikes. Uh, but you've brought up, when we've discussed this in the past, something I hadn't thought about with that title, which is bikes are important not only as a means of transportation, but because also it limits the world. That if kids can, if our characters, if our adventurers can only get somewhere on bike, that limits how large the world can be as far as where they're able to travel. And and that's very consistent with kids on bikes movies, whether it's E.T. or Goonies or something like that, is if you look at that movie, the scope of where they travel is very limited compared to something, you know, global. Yeah, absolutely. And and, and I wanted to, you know, I'm going to start off with an argument here is I don't think the bike aspect of it is as important as the fact that it is just about uh, transportation, right? So we could do a kids on skateboards movie. We could do a kids on scooters movie, right? But kids on bikes movie is traditional because these are films, most of what we're going to be talking about are films that came out when Rafe and I were fairly young in the 1980s. uh, And it was one of those I don't know, someone could argue the last time children were free to, uh, uh, without adult supervision or technology, you know, we didn't have cell phones at the time. Does the time period, how important is the time period for you then? For me? Oh, it's it's essential. Um, yeah. I can't even imagine playing a kids on bikes adventure set in contemporary times because of how much the world has changed about that. And that's, it's not to say that our parents were, you know, lackadaisical or irresponsible or anything, but we grew up in a time where you you left the house, you know, a, a couple hours into the day and you might not be back home until a couple hours before night. And nobody was worried about that because it just was a different time. And there was, as you said, there were no cell phones. There was no communication. They knew you were hanging out with your friends. You probably were either at their house or you were out in the street. Or in my case, I grew up in a rural area. So I was out in the woods. Um, sure. But there was no concern about that. So I, I think that time period is really important that the technology either doesn't exist uh, to to limit that, or as a game master, I guess maybe you come up with some reason why the kids are not subject to to that technology. And I'm I'm just as guilty about that as any. I mean, I have a 12 year old son. The age of the kids that we're talking about in these movies, and he has a cell phone, so he can get in touch with me. You know, it's not it's uh, I it's not that our parents were irresponsible, and I'm more responsible. It's just the time. So I think the the setting is really important. You know, 80s especially. Um, the campaign we're playing with you running uh, is set in the 70s, which is is interesting to me. Yeah. Um, again, I won't disagree that the setting uh, of the time period isn't fun because let me tell you something. There's a really great level of nostalgia for playing in the 1970s, 1980s, uh, even early 1990s. Uh, I haven't gotten a chance to play in that time period, but I also feel like you could do a kids on a very good contemporary kids on bikes story. I just haven't figured out how yet, and that's certainly something that I want to look at. I think we can't limit our movie choices by by that contemporary time. I think it adds flavor, but isn't one hundred percent essential. 
But you have to admit that there's a reason why a lot of contemporary directors who do kids on bikes movies do set their movies even in that same time period that I'm talking about, you know, oh, removing them oh, from contemporary absolutely. times. Absolutely. Oh my goodness, absolutely. Can you imagine and I don't think Buffy the Vampire Slayer is a kids on bike show, but can you imagine how easier it would be for everybody there if they all had cell phones and they could just call and say, <laughs> "Hey, by the way, uh don't go to your house there's vampires there and we're going to be over here." I mean, you know, you you'd solve so many problems and as a game master, uh, the players would create so many more problems for you to run narratively. <laughs> and so I think I think it's very handy, but I also don't feel essential for for it. Now, now, Drew, players do not create problems; they create opportunities. Yes, opportunities <laughs> for storytellers. Well, okay, uh, yeah, I I have a real yes and uh, bug that I really enjoy doing. I I will I will happily go along with my players up until the point where we reach a certain level of lunacy. But I just want to get back to um, this idea of the bikes as representing not just a limitation, but it is a a level of freedom too. Because with those bikes, the kids can go anywhere. But within the movies that we're going to be talking about, they're not leaving town frequently. I can think of very few exceptions. And so the setting, the town itself, for me is actually pivotal. Because if you're talking about something that's happening in a small town then that town has a mythology of its own. It has a history. It says something that the kids are going to know. They're rarely, if ever, going to be strangers in that town. You may have that narrative use of the new kid in town is being introduced to the town as a narrative plot, you know, by proxy. uh, The audience is being introduced along with that character, the new kid. But on the whole, I think the town and setting is very important. So when we do a session zero for kids on bikes or any game, uh, one of the things, especially this is popular for the Kids on Bikes role-playing game, of course, by um, Jonathan Gilmore and Doug Lewandowski, is that you create a small town as part of your session zero. Love it. Not necessary for, for every game, but I would certainly stress it. And I think this is something that we are going to talk about when we talk about those movies, is if we're watching a story organ from the Goonies, right? Like, how would you describe that town? Something like that. So I think that's I think it's really important. So we've talked about kids, right? They have to be not legal adults. Uh, I right. think the kids have to be the ones that have the agency. I think that's really important. If they depend too much on the adults, then it's not really a kids on bikes movie. It's a kids and adults, maybe or maybe not on bikes movie. Uh, and so I think the important part is the kids have to get into the trouble and they have to get themselves out of the trouble. Uh, and I think that's a huge part of that. So yeah, the kids, agency, the setting, and um, yeah, that's sort of that's sort of what we got going on. There's usually a moral of some kind, you know, bonds of friendship, coming of age, loss of innocence, something along those lines. Um, <laughs> a good moral tale. Uh, there's a couple of movies out there where it's just, hey, let's get on bikes and, and stop criminals from doing things, uh, sometimes in Australia. But there's a lot out there to explore. <laughs> well, and I would add I would add one more criteria. Please do. Uh, which is there needs to be adventure. And I, I know that yeah. sounds like a stupid criteria to add, especially when we're talking about using movies as a starting point. But there are many movies out there with kids that are dramas and have no adventure. And yeah, maybe you can look at those and convert those to an adventure. But that's not the kind of thing that we're going to be talking about. We want excitement. We want adventure. We want story. Yeah. For me, the important word there is story as well. Um, and I think I have had some really beautiful gaming experiences where the adventure has been in the kind of the background as our players have those character moments together. You know, there's one or two of those sessions where we kind of learn a little bit more about each other's our likes, our fears, and so on. And that that means a lot. But I agree with you. 
if you're going to be doing multiple sessions, uh, you're probably not going to focus on that the entire time. However, who knows? <laughs> if is stand by me a kids on bikes movie well there's something we could argue but you know while there is quite a bit of adventure a lot of that is um spending time with your friends and going from point a to point b and telling a story that's a really good storytelling game that has a lot of good uh adventurous quick action moments right so like there's a lot within this genre what i, what I think is beautiful about kids on bikes is you and i could probably right off the top of our head adventure right we could do E.T., which is sort of a sci-fi. We could do uh, something that was horror. You could do drama. You could do... There's a lot to be found in this genre. It's a great subgenre, and I'm really looking forward to uh, exploring it more because and I'll be perfectly honest, folks. I haven't watched them all. So uh, <laughs> there's going to be some movies that I have not seen that we're going to be discussing uh, on this podcast. So there, there we go. So that's a little bit about what the genre is. Uh, why we selected it, uh, how we're going to play around with it, and um, what else do we want to talk about? Well, let me ask you this, Drew, because, you know, I mean, we, we've we've spent hours kind of talking about this, but I don't think we've ever boiled it down to what are your expectations from this podcast or for this podcast? What are you, as, as a co-host, but also hopefully as a listener, what are you hoping to get out of this? Oh, Rafe, this is such a session zero question. I love it. Thank you so much. <laughs> well... Let's see. What are some things that I like talking about? Well, I like talking about movies. I like talking about role-playing games, and I love talking about podcasts. So really, my main expectation is being able to spend some time with a friend talking about three things that I absolutely love. And I think that's well, really what When are you going to get one of your friends on the show? <laughs> I, I don't know. So far, none of them have been answering my emails. <laughs> We also, in Zero Sessions, tend to talk about what we don't want. Is there anything yeah. on that end that you want to lay down while we're talking about expectations? Because I've got one, something that you and I actually did discuss, which is we're going to keep our language family-friendly. And for any of you who have found this podcast through my other podcast, that's not something that happens on my other show. But Drew and I are going to try and, and keep the language <laughs> uh, at a family-friendly level. So you'll notice there's not an explicit tag on the podcast because... We do want to be able to talk about this. And, and frankly, I'd love to know that somebody out there is listening to this podcast uh, with their child. And like they've shown their child this movie. And now here's two idiots talking about how it turns to gaming. And maybe they're getting their child into movies and gaming. And I'd, I, I want to keep the door open for that. So we are going to watch our language. Yeah, that's great. And, and you know, I... I think I mentioned early on, I am a children's librarian. And one of the things um, previous to COVID that I really like to do with my teens uh, and juvenile kids is do role-playing games. So we would bring them in and we would do Dungeons and Dragons and simplified games, you know, uh, things like lasers and feelings, something that's really easy to just kind of throw down and take care of in a single evening. So uh, I 100% agree with you on that one as well, because it's really nice to be able to watch something or share something with kids that was really important to us as kids, uh, but also just to, to throw it out there where they can see how easy it is for someone to kind of grab the essentials of a story. And it's also about learning about narrative and understanding story mechanics. So yeah, uh, I'm really looking forward to gamifying things that I love. And I think it's really important to, if I haven't clarified this, that we're not going to, if we watch uh, E.T., we're not going to tell you how to run E.T. exactly as E.T. runs in the movie from start to finish. We are going to tell about the spirit of 
of it. You know, how do we make a suburban science fiction story uh, about kind of first contact? That sort of a thing. Uh, you know, what gamification can we add? What sort of uh, rules or ideas? How what, what can we bring to the table to get the spirit of E.T., a movie I truly despise um <laughs> oh true we were doing so well uh, um sorry i should probably clarify a movie i that terrified me as a child and i haven't watched in probably close to 35 years so who knows if we cover <laughs> et and i know rafe since we are going to be taking turns suggesting movies that that's probably be on the menu. I will say that it's not going to come from me. But who knows? Maybe I will completely reassess that situation when we get to it. If. If we get to it. If we get to it. When we uh, get to it. <laughs> I think one of the things that I don't want to see also is just, you know, if we don't like something, that's fine. But the whole point of of it is, is someone out there is going to love it. Someone's going to want to play a game of it. Uh, so I'm gonna try not to be too negative on on it. I think that's another thing too. It's like I don't really like listening to people badmouth stuff in general. I think there's a certain level of of enthusiasm and positivity about film and gaming since I'm so enthusiastic about gaming uh, and sometimes about film. So I think that's the other thing is I I'm gonna try and I'm Rafe. I'm gonna I'm going to uh, knight you here to. Uh, to uh, make sure that if I start just bashing something that you turn around and go, yeah, but what good stuff can you take from it? I think right. that's and the I, And I think part. that's the important thing is even if we don't like the movie that's been selected and during the movie discussion, we voice, oh, I have these problems with it. Since the point of the podcast is not just to discuss the movie, but also to generate ideas from it. I, I don't think we'll ever just bash on a movie. I don't think, I mean, it would be a waste of our time to sit here and bash on a movie and say, I didn't like this and this was stupid. Uh, what good ideas can we get out of a gaming session? None. Well, then that's not an episode <laughs> of the podcast. <laughs> You're just going to hear a kind of a, a record, record scratch and then it's just going to be us rewinding and, okay, fine, here's some <laughs> things I like about E.T. Uh, yeah, all right. I think that's great. I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, before we let you go, First off, thank you for joining us on this adventure. Uh, we are very much looking forward to getting this started. Rafe, you have the honor of nominating our first movie of the podcast. Please don't say E.T. <laughs> what, what film are we going to look at in our proper episode one? Well, we're going to go with E.T. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> no, I I think I would be remiss if I... I mean, I've already kind of played my hand here, but I, as I said, when I think kids on bikes genre, the one that comes to the top of my head is The Goonies from 1985. So I think that's our starting point. And people can, you know, send me hate messages on Twitter again for overlooking E.T., but I, that's where I want to start is, you know, The Goonies. It, it, it's, it has everything we just mentioned and some... Some wonderful ideas that we can borrow for our own campaign. So that's that's where we're going to start. I'm really looking forward to rewatching it. I'm really looking forward to taking some great notes. I'm really looking forward to diving into my role playing game collection to find out at least my my goal is to come up with at least three different games that I can come up with some really good ideas if uh, specifically for certain games but also just some really cool ideas. I think that is an excellent suggestion. I'm really looking forward to revisiting it. It's probably 20 years since I've watched The Goonies. Um, which, wow. But it, you know what? Like many people my age, that movie kind of lives on in my 
my imagination. So there we go. If you want to get in touch with us uh, about anything we've discussed on this podcast, on this episode, or any suggestions that you'd like to give us, there's a couple of ways that you can get in touch with us. You can email us at the Never Say Die Podcast at gmail.com. We have a Facebook community group called the Never Say Die Cast. Never Say Die Podcast was taken. So Never Say Die Cast. <laughs> um, if you want to join us, we're going to have conversations. We're going to have questions. We're going to continue with articles. And I am going to have a blog that's going to be on uh, shared on there. Uh, we're also on Twitter uh, at Never Say Die Cast. So uh, three ways you can get in touch with us. We're really looking forward to this. We're really looking forward for you coming along. So until then, even if your co-host threatens to make you review a movie that terrified you as a child, never say die.